Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie D. Welcome to my little show where 90s music rules all day and all night. I'm your girl, just sitting here waiting for you to join so we could get into this episode. My last episode, I was still recovering from a nasty little head cold and it showed my apologies. So I'm happy to be back to my regular, well, near regular little self, but ain't nobody interested in all of that. What we're here for is the episode. Quick note, I had mentioned on social media how when I first thought of the idea of this podcast, I jotted down notes for potential episode topics and I really got up to only about 30 to 32 episodes. So my thought was that that would be it, 30 episodes, then on to a new project. Well, life got in the way and I just hit those 30s and turns out the 90s flashback party ain't stopping just yet and I have many more episodes in store. Probably to last until the end of 2022, who knows? But we're not going to worry about the end just yet. Just saying, I'm happy to hit 30 episodes and also tickled to have more episodes. I know I said I've been feeling a lot better, but real talk... I still been dealing with a cold off and on for like three weeks, so hopefully my voice will hold up as I try to speak for an entire 40 minutes. Let's see how I do. On today's episode, hmm, well, that's interesting. I guess in my cold stupor, I did not write an intro. I'm telling you, my girl, your girl been struggling the past three weeks. Stomach cold, sinus infection, allergies. Three roads. It's, it's just been all up on me. Um, long story short is I did not write an intro, so you suck. I'm a wing this today's featured episode, y'all, is a creamy, delicious, cutie pootie RB singer who came out, I think, at 15 to 16 years old, mid 90s RB. He became like a big sex symbol. Uh, unfortunately, does not have the best track record in the love department, but he can sing about it, though. Today's artist is one of the greatest male solo R&B artists to come out of the 90s. Today, y'all, we're talking about my boy, Usher. I did not write an intro, but I've been sick. Okay, since Usher's debut self-titled album released in August 1994, let's take a look back at what else was released during that time. Boys to Men's second album, simply called Two, which brought us the singles I'll Make Love to You on Bended Knee, Thank You, and Water Runs Dry. I covered Boys to Men in episode number 12, so if you missed that, go check it out. 
In other album releases in August 94, we had Immature. They released their second album called Playtime is Over, featuring the songs Never Lie and Constantly. I think I remember Constantly. I'm not going to sing it, but I think I remember it. And another one in August 1994, apparently Prince dropped an album called Come. Not going to lie, I never heard of this one before, but this would be the last album under Warner Brothers and also using his given name. It was after this point that he would be referred to as the artist formerly known as. And singles released included the songs Let It Go and Space. I feel bad. I never heard none of it. Oh, well. In hot singles for August 1994, all for ones, I swear. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to try not to sing because I sound horrible right now. Not my favorite song by them, but I will be including them on a future episode just to give you a quick sneak peek. My song by them actually is So In Love. Child, I wore that one out. Don't get me started right now. Other hit songs in August 1994 was Coolio's Fantastic Voyage. Slide, slide, slippity slide. Okay, now that song was hot. And Coolio was cool with me. That is until he came out with that Dangerous Minds song and that ish got overplayed to the point where I couldn't even stand him no more. <laughs> Don't get me on that lame ass movie. People were acting like the thing was revolutionary with Michelle Pfeiffer coming in to magically save all the poor little kids. I was like, really? I don't even think I even finished it. I rented it and I, I didn't even finish that thing. Everybody was loving it. I was like, meh, not my thing, but... Maybe I'll put Coolio on my list. Maybe. I'm going to think on that. The Brat Functified. Oh my goodness. Was this my song? Hopefully I have not spoken about this one before. But it was my one of my favorite songs this summer. I got that single and played that ish out. I mean over and over and over. I just love the lyrics. But my favorite thing was the video. This was right around when the 70s was making a big comeback in the 90s and I was all about it. Still all about it. I think I just have an affinity for the 70s decade. Maybe that's another podcast, but not today. I'm not even going to go into how I went to school in the fall of 96 rocking bell bottoms and wide collar shirts. I'm not going to go there. I'm not. I'm going to keep that one to myself. I was all in. The brat was my girl. And speaking of which, shout out to her and her new wife, wishing them both nothing but love. And that was just a glimpse of the music industry in August 1994, but now on to our featured song. And this one will be a quick one because this artist had such a short musical career, but when I was making a list of all the one-hit wonders or singles that really resonated with me in the 90s, for some reason, this one I always remembered liking. It was by a rapper named Chi Ali, and the song was AJ Nothing But A Number. Notebooks, please erase my name. Kill the love letters, cause yo, you're living lame. 
know this one is probably considered pretty obscure but please if and you remember this song hit me up on social media so i know i'm not making this up so the sign features three dope samples that i think really pull the sound together for me the first one is used in the intro it's by roy ayers ubiquity and it's called we live in brooklyn baby The second sample is used throughout the song, and I think it gives the single a nice rounded sound. It's a song called Hope We Can Be Together, and it's by musician Stanley Turrentine. the sample was sped up some but it's there and the third single is used for the bass line and it's by ben vereen and it's called i'll keep my light in the window gotta say music production is so fascinating to me because i've never heard of any of these songs and for a producer to find these small elements and meld them together to create something new is just so genius to me and that is why i do a music podcast Chiali griffith was born in the bronx new york on may 27 1976 in the early 90s he was a member of the hip-hop collective the native tongues in March 1992, he released his one and only album, The Fabulous Chia Lee, with Relativity Records, which featured guests such as Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest, Dre's or Dre or Dress from Black Sheep, and Trugoy the Dove from De La Soul. Sorry if my pronunciation is off. He made his first appearance in the music scene on the Black Sheep song, Past the 40, from their A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing album. AJ Not But A Number was released in February 1992 as the lead single and reached number 6 on the Billboard Hot Rap Singles chart. Chia Lee was 16 at the time and definitely looked it. 
I thought the lyrics were interesting as he seemed to be talking to young girls about not growing up so fast, but the title doesn't quite match up. But what got me was the overall sound thanks to the smart way the samples were incorporated. The video got good airplay on Yo! MTV Raps and the Jukebox Network, which is where I saw it. Following the single, Chi Ali had two other singles, Roadrunner and Funky Lemonade. The album peaked at number 189 on the Billboard 200 and number 8 on the Heat Seekers albums chart in the USA. But after that, Chi Ali kind of fell off of the music scene. Besides a few guest spots on Dre's solo album and a collaboration with Jadakiss, he didn't record any other music or singles of his own. Sadly, Chi Ali did end up getting into some serious trouble. In January of the year 2000, he was involved in an altercation with Sean Raymond, the brother of his girlfriend at the time, which resulted in him shooting and killing him. He was charged with manslaughter and after an exhaustive manhunt in which he was profiled on America's Most Wanted, he was found and eventually convicted and given a 14-year prison sentence. He would serve 12 years. In an interview with MTV News in 2012, he would talk about how his incarceration hurt his family and how he missed out on much of his daughter Skye's life, but emphasized that since his release in 2011, he is now here for her, stating, quote, I missed a large part of her life and a lot of children may resent their parents for that, he said of Skye, who claims to know the words to all of her dad's songs. I feel at times there were things I probably missed that she felt a way about but I want you to know that that wasn't under my control, end quote. Speaking directly to his daughter, Skye, he then stated, quote, I think you know I could have been there. I would have been there, but I am here now, Skye. So we don't have to look at the past. We're going to build for the future, end quote. Checking out his Twitter account, which has not been active since 2018, he is looking good and fit, and I'm hoping he's in a better place in life and doing well. And that was our featured song by Chi Ali. Now on to our featured artist. Usher Terry Raymond IV was born on October 14th, 1978. Wait, what the hell? We're the same age? Yo, I always thought he was a few years behind me. Oh my goodness. I remember when he came out thinking he was this cute little boy. <sighs> okay. Usher was born in Dallas, Texas, though he spent much of his childhood in Chattanooga, Tennessee. His father left the family when he was just a year old. His mother later married and lived with her, his stepfather and brother, James. At nine years old, he joined the youth choir at their church, and it was his grandmother who discovered that his singing was good enough to go professional. Hoping to find more opportunities for his budding talent, the family relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, where he then attended North Springs High School. Usher appeared on the TV show Star Search, where a rep from LaFace Records spotted him. He made it to audition for L.A. Reid, who was so impressed with his stage persona that at just 14, he was signed to a recording contract. His first recorded track was a song added to the Poetic Justice soundtrack called Call Me a Mac.
song reached number 56 on the Billboard R&B Hip Hop chart. And soon after that, Usher was working on his debut album. In August of 1994, Usher would release his first album, simply titled Usher. Sean Puffy Combs would serve as the executive producer with additional work from Devontae Swing and Albie Shore. The first single released in July 1994 was Can You Get With It? Produced by Jodeci's Devontae Swing and his shows, the song reached number 59 on the Billboard Hot 100. And I do remember when this song came out. This is why I thought Usher was much younger than me. He looked really young to me, but still so cute. I also remember his dancing in the video and thinking, as I thought of many young, mature sounding artists like Monica, for instance, he looked very grown for his age. The second single from his album was a song called Think of You. I totally forgot all about I don't think I even heard it since the 90s child this just took me way back this song was co-written by Usher with singers Donnell Jones and Faith Evans this one did a bit better reaching number seven on the hot R&B hip-hop songs chart and he also had a video for it featuring Terrell Hicks the last single from the album was a ballad called The Many Ways one I do not remember but I do like the sound of it. The song peaked at number 42 on the hot R&B hip-hop singles chart and had a music video directed by Hype Williams. 
Usher's debut album sold over 500,000 copies to date after debuting at number 67 on the Billboard 200. And apparently there was some backlash over the album because Usher was at 15 singing so suggestively about sex. Real talk, watching the videos now and seeing his cover photos shirtless, I kind of noticed the precociousness. In 1995, Usher appeared on Monica's debut album in a duet called Let's Straighten It Out. For the last few days when I saw you, baby, I admit something just wasn't right. It's so many things going through my head. I didn't want to I mentioned the song in the Monica episode number 15 because I loved it. I thought it was so damn soulful and bluesy. Both of them killed it. After graduating from high school, Usher would then begin working on his second album. In September 1997, Usher's second album would drop titled My Way. Okay now, okay, this is when we begin to get into the signature songs from Usher. This album would debut at number 15 and spawn three singles, the first one up in August 97, and that is You Make Me Wanna. Yes, I definitely remember this one. Wait, hold up. I am sure they still play this one on the radio today. Written by Usher and Jermaine Dupree, the song would chart on many different music charts in the U.S., U.K., as well as many European countries, but also hit number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. The single also went on to win several music awards, including a Billboard Music Award and a Soul Train Music Award, and was nominated for a Grammy. In February 1998, we would get his second single from the album, Nice and Slow. I got plans to put my hands in places I've never seen, girl, you know what I mean. Let me take you to a place nice and quiet. There ain't no one better to up. Ain't got a rush. I just wanna take it nice and slow. I've been waiting for this for so long Making love until the sun comes up Baby, I just wanna take it nice and slow Okay, now I think we are in full-on sex symbol mode Because that is what I remember This song on the slow jams like every day Probably still in 2022 
Background vocals on this one were provided by the group Jagged Edge, and according to producer Jermaine Dupree, it was recorded in only four hours. The video featured then-model Kamora Lee Simmons as his love interest, and the song reached number seven on the Hot 100. It would eventually get certified gold. And the third and final single from the My Way album would be the title track, My Way, My Way. Now, this one here, this I think is my all-time favorite video by Archer. Okay, kind of hard to describe it, but let me try. Usher and his dancers are running around what looks like a junkyard, but he and all the dancers are all dressed in these bright colors. Usher's in his bright green shirt with his long, colorful coat, suspenders, and these eyelashes, reminiscent of the lashes in a, a Clockwork Orange movie, and everyone is just dancing and being silly. Then comes singer Tyrese, and it's a dance-off. It's a dance-off. Yes. Why can't there be more dance-offs in real life? Okay. Like, if people would just settle the differences in an old-school dance-off, the world would be a better place. Hello. I'm telling you, <laughs> for some reason, this single didn't chart as well as Nice and Slow, but it did get good airplay and featured an uncredited rap by Jermaine Dupree. I don't care about no charts. I like this one a lot. The My Way album was a commercial success, debuting at number 15 on the Billboard 200 and will go six times platinum. The album also garnered Usher a Grammy nomination for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance for the track You Make Me Wanna. And the critics' reviews were also positive. Keith Harris of the Rolling Stone gave the album 3.5 stars out of 5, stating with Jermaine Dupri's combination of the hi-hats, acoustic guitars, and guest raps, My Way was the work of a significant artist. And Q Magazine gave the album four stars, writing that it established Usher as a young and skillful performer of R&B slow jams. The album will go on to sell seven million copies. Usher made his acting debut on the TV show Moesha, which led to a recurring role and then a role in the 1998 film The Faculty. He also starred in the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful, which I never knew, and the movie She's All That, which I do remember. In fact, is the only scene from that movie I do remember. And he also starred in the Disney TV movie Geppetto. After a delay with some retooling, Usher dropped his third album, 8701 on August 7th, 2001. Get it? And this album would take inspiration from Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway, Michael Jackson, and Marvin Gaye. The album also had many producers, including The Neptunes, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Babyface, and Kevin Shakespeare Briggs. We would get five singles from this album, and the first one out in May 2001 is You Remind Me. I'm reminded when I look at you, but you remind me of a girl that I once knew. See your face whenever I look, I look at you. Won't believe, won't believe, won't believe it, baby. She put me through. 
was the one. The song was about a man who meets a great woman but decides not to date her because she reminds him too much of an ex that he had a bad breakup with. The song topped the charts at the Hot 100 and was also a top five single internationally, including in Australia, New Zealand, France, and Belgium. The music video also featured Chili from TLC, who I think he was dating at this time. Don't quote me because I don't know the exact timeline of their relationship. You Remind Me also won Usher his first Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance in 2002. A few months later was the release of the next single, You Got It Bad. Nobody wants to be alone If you're touched by the words in the song Then maybe you, you got it, you got it bad When you want it Hang up and you call right back oh, you, you got it, you got it bad If you miss a day without your friend Your whole life's all track No, oh, you got it bad When you're stuck in the house You don't want to have fun The song topped the charts before hitting number one where it stayed for five consecutive weeks. The music video for this one also featured Chili very prominently in this video as his love interest. Apparently, the inspiration for the song came from something that happened in the studio between Jermaine Dupri and Usher. The story goes that Usher was supposed to be working on new music, but Usher was continually distracted by a girl he brought to the studio. Um, was it Chili? Cause, duh. Anyway, even after the woman in question left, Usher then proceeded to continue talking on the phone with her. So much, in fact, that Jermaine finally kicked him out of that studio saying he was not focused, saying to him, you got it completely too bad right now. You got it bad. Dupree then began writing lyrics for this song, already knowing it would be a hit. And he was right. The third single out in January 2002 was You Don't Have to Call. Yo, after the night. Don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. Ask my nigga for real. Uh. Come on. That's how it's going down. Smell it. <laughs> yeah. Smell it. Yeah. Uh. Don't leave your girl around me, true player for real. Ask my nigga for real. Uh. Let him know. Written by the Neptunes, the song peaked at number three, and this is definitely the era of Usher that I remember the most, because it seemed like he was always on the radio at this time. So in this video, it begins where the last video, You Got a Bad, ends, with him laying in bed, looking sad. Then P. Diddy calls him up, telling him, get down to the club. He hops in the shower, looking fresh and sexy, child. Gets in his car, and at one point he passes a bus with a picture of Chili on it, and he kind of lowers his head like he didn't want to see it. He's moving on. It's interesting watching this now and knowing where they were headed for this bad breakup, but apparently not just yet. They would stay together for another year. The song peaked at number three, and it also won Usher his second consecutive Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance. 
The 8701 album was received well by critics who praised his vocals and development as an artist. It sold 210,000 copies its first week and went on to see over 4 million copies. By 2010, it would sell over 8 million copies. In March 2004, Usher released his fourth studio album titled Confessions. Produced with Jermaine Dupree, Lil Jon, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the album had five singles with the first released in July 2004, and that was the song, Yeah. Okay, this song was and still is the club banger. I think most will remember Little John's input on this one. The song was considered R&B crunk and also featured Ludacris. This was, of course, a chart topper staying on the top 100 for 12 consecutive weeks, making it the longest number one for 2004. The video featured Usher, Luda, and Lil Jon dancing in the club with blue laser beams, and the song won the Grammy for Best R&B Song Collaboration, and it was nominated for Record of the Year. It also ranked number two on Billboard's Hot 100 for the 2000-2009 decade, whatever they plan on calling it. Next single out was the song Burn. Another chart topper for Usher, this one stayed on the top for eight consecutive weeks. Between this and the song Yeah, Usher had 18 consecutive weeks at the top of the charts, making him one of the top artists in R&B at the time. The single went platinum in the US and Australia and went gold in New Zealand. It also won a Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Song. Now the next song would be the most controversial from the album, and that is Confessions Part 2. So this is the song that sparked the most controversy because most people, and I'm including myself in this assumption, thought the song and the general theme of the album spoke about Usher's personal relationships, particularly his breakup with Chili. 
But in fact, and again, this was news to me, the song's breakup things actually were not about his own relationships, but were those of Jermaine Dupri's. And it was Jermaine who predicted that the people would make assumptions about Usher based on the song material and given his tumultuous breakup with Chili, where she publicly implied that he cheated on her. Addressing the rumors, Usher stated, people assume things because he does pull from his personal life to create music, but also added that it was not cheating that caused a relationship to end. Confessions Part 2 was also a chart topper, peaking at number one and staying on the charts for 25 weeks. In August 2004, Usher's fourth single from the album was My Boo. There's always that one person that will always have your heart. You'll never see it coming cause you're blinded from the start. Know that you're that one for me. It's clear for everyone to see. Oh, baby. Yeah. You gotta rock away to this one. Oh, come on. See, I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. It's the only way we know how to rock. I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And uh, it's the only way we know how to rock. Do you remember, girl? I was the one who gave you your first kiss. Cause I remember, girl. I was the one who said, put your lips like this. Even the song features Alicia Keys and was co-written by her, Usher, and Jermaine Dupri, and others. It topped the charts for six weeks, making it another hit for Usher. And the final single from the Confessions album is Caught Up. Yep, yet another banger from Usher, and I have to say probably my favorite album from him. Now, this one peaked at number 8 on the Hot 100 and also topped the charts in the UK, Finland, New Zealand, Australia, and Ireland. Overall, I think the Confessions album is my favorite by Usher. Real talk, I did forget about some of these songs and I didn't realize so many of these hot songs came from just this one album. It sold 1.1 million copies its first week and will go on to sell 8 million copies and earn Usher a Grammy for Best Contemporary R&B Album. It ended up being one of the top-selling albums of the 2000s decade, according to Billboard, just behind Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP. After the Confessions album, Usher recorded over five albums. But this podcast epi will simply be too long, so from here on, I need to summarize the highlights. And I'm starting to lose my voice, so let, 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 me, let me step this up. In August 2006, Usher stepped into the role of Billy Flynn on the Broadway revival of the musical Chicago. And damn, I wish I would have seen that. I love that. I bet he was hot as hell. He performed the show for two months when sadly, an abrupt case of strep throat brought the stint to an end. Apparently, ticket sales had increased when he was billed to appear, and I could see why. In 2008, Usher's fifth album released titled Here I Stand with six singles, including Love in This Club, What's Your Name, Moving Mountains, Trading Places, 
and one I really dig, Here I Come. Stevie Wonder feel that always gets me. It's the Stevie for me. The Here I Come album sold 433,000 copies its first week. It was a different sound from Confessions, where this new album reflected on changes in his life, uh, the death of his father, and his new marriage to Tamika Foster. But the album did still go platinum. In June 2009, Usher performed at the memorial of Michael Jackson, which was a very memorable moment for me as a lifelong Michael Jackson fan. I was home that day and sat and cried all day watching that memorial. And when he sang Gone Too Soon, y'all, I was so choked up around the end. I wanted to hug him. Beautiful performance. In 2010, Usher dropped his sixth studio album, Raymond vs. Raymond, which debuted at number one. This came out months after his divorce from Tamika Foster and included the singles Hey Daddy, Lil Freak, There Goes My Baby, which I love, and one of my all-time favorites from him, OMG, Oh My Gosh. Oh my gosh. Baby, let me... I did it again, so I'm on let the... Oh my baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love ya. Maybe I can break you down. There's so many ways to love ya. Got me like, oh my god, I'm so in love. I found you finally. You make me wanna say, oh, 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 oh. This one here, this one here, my song. <laughs> you know, I'm about some beats, and this is the one that I sure gave to me. This was yet another chart topper in the US, but also Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland. Go, New Zealand and Ireland. I know y'all be rocking this stuff. This became Usher's ninth number one single, making him the first artist in the 2010 decade to achieve number one singles in over three decades. Yes, my man did it. He is only the fourth artist to achieve this. This was another song featuring Will I Am, and it sold over 7 million copies worldwide. In 2010, Usher released an extended play of the Raymond vs. Raymond album called Versus. This album explored his new singlehood and fatherhood. The album brought the single DJ Got Us Fallen In Love. Ice, 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 ice. 
Another hit, this one peaked at number five, and I'm going to be honest, it did not occur to me that Usher had so many chart toppers. I knew he was good, but I never realized how successful he had been. I guess I got schooled today. This song would be Usher's 16th top 10 hit. Yes, he did. His next single from the album Hot Toddy also reached number nine. At the Super Bowl in 2011, Usher was also joined by Will I Am, where he performed OMG. In 2012, Usher's seventh album, Looking for Myself, was released. Yeah, child, I don't think Usher ever really just sat down. The album had five singles Scream, Climax, Let Me See, Numb, and Dive. <laughs> For <laughs> all interesting titles. This album had a decidedly more dance EDM sound. In an interview for MTV News, Usher stated that this was the most artistic of an album he ever had in history. He went on to say he felt it was a rebirth from feeling formally restricted and having to conform to a specific standard, but also that he had to let it go and hopefully people will follow. In 2013, he joined the cast of the TV show The Voice as a coach. Usher continued recording and performing, releasing his eighth album, Hard to Love, in 2016, and his ninth album in 2018, titled A. In 2019, he returned back to The Voice and continued to record singles in collaboration with Summer Walker, LMI, Future, Lil Jon, and Ludacris, just to name a few. Usher continues to record and perform and in 2020 headlined a residency at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. For more on his career, check out his full Wikipedia page in the show notes because baby, there is so much more that he has accomplished. I don't have another two weeks to research. <laughs> Seriously, he has done a lot. So what to make of Usher's legacy? Well, Usher came out the gate as this cute but kind of precocious young teen dream, but quickly upped the ante into a full-on sex symbol right before our eyes. I can easily say what I loved about him besides his cute smile and his tight little body was his showmanship. He gave us smooth, sexy love songs, but then beats and high-octane dance moves that reminded me of Michael Jackson time and time again. He's a born showman. You can tell he loves to entertain. People Magazine named Usher on the sexiest men list for 2004 and 2008. And singer Monica stated of his sex appeal was manifested in, quote, his movements, his gestures, the way he expresses his lyrics, end quote. Billboard names him one of the hot 100 artists of the 2000s and is no mistaking his success over three decades within R&B and dance music. Critic Clay Kane said this about Usher in 2008. Quote, we didn't see pop R&B artists on pop radio, and Usher is one of those people in the 90s who was the catalyst for that. He was kind of the pioneer. He's the greatest example of pure crossover success, end quote. Writers of VH1 and The Guardian have described Usher as one of the best dancers in pop since Michael Jackson, and Jody Rosen said, quote, He's the biggest male pop singer in the world. Sometimes it seems like he's the only one in a marketplace still dominated by divas, end quote. And one last one. Chad Batka of the New York Times said this, quote, he has established himself as one of R&B's supreme performers and craftsmen, end quote. And I also think his longevity in the industry is another indication of his talent and his contributions to R&B. 
Now, on that note, thank you for bearing with me for another week where I have a head cold and I'm losing my voice by the minutes. Sadly, that does it for me and this episode. Hopefully, I can knock out this snot nose really soon. And the next episode, your girl will be sounding just a little bit tighter. To the next episode, y'all. Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out.